Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome to Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Dan Fernandez, and sitting across from me is my co-host who is currently eating, so I can say your name if you want away. Oh, no, you know, I was just going to chomp down. Your boy chomping down on the choyster, uh, choyster, choyster, a toaster strudel. Uh, we're a cho- the- <laughs> is that what the words? I was trying to say toaster strudel. You fuse the words together. Yeah. But, you know, hey, where my uh, tea strudels heads at? Oh no, you're it's pop tarts, man. I mean, I guess there's that great debate. It's the great debate. It's uh Marvel DC. It's toaster strudels, pop tarts. It's <laughs> look pop tarts. You mean like those? Um, was it those pastry raviolis? Yeah, pastry raviolis. <laughs> look, I'm weird. Like I remember, I forgot what it was, but I think it was Carl's Jr. had a pop tart ice cream sandwich, and it yeah. was like two pieces of pop tart and an ice cream in the middle. Anyways, we are joined up top by a host of fangirling on Nerdist. She is also, we asked her because she is one of the hosts of DC Daily. It is our girl, Markeia McCarty. Hey, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. And uh, for people that do that Pop-Tart versus Ravioli thing, which is a real thing (laughs) on Twitter. um, Yeah, look at the Pop-Tarts Twitter and you'll see people sending them pictures of Ravioli. (laughs) Oh, the shade. Yeah. The shade, poor pop. You know they're doing fine. Yeah, they're I mean, doing pop tarts college is good. kids, mm-hmm. parents, uh, busy parents. They're hanging in. I mean, the edge pop tarts has over toaster strudels is that you can have them at any temperature. Mm-hmm. You, you you know there's there's too much prep for toaster strudels, but I think you know both heated and completed. I'm gonna have to <laughs> give it to the toaster strudel. But you know if you're running out the door, you're busy. You know you're like I gotta get out of here. You can pop a pop tart. You can't do that with toast strew. You got a ice cold brick. Yep. You can suck on it in the like a popsicle, like a popsicle in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marquia, mm. we brought you on because we're talking about Aquaman. Excellent. Aquaman, who is a known DC character and also has a film dropping December fourteenth, starring Jason Momoa. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Already a few good reviews out. I, I know. I yeah. saw someone say better the best DC like universe movie, and I was like, no, what? there's no way. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Woman. We, we <laughs> Marquis knows uh, yeah. the one I'm talking about. But I'm like, there's no way. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the direction that uh, DC is going, uh, especially with uh, with Aquaman, with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman um, 1984, and so on and so forth. Because they're I don't want to say taking the note, but I you kind of get what I mean. Where it's yeah. not we don't just want gritty, we want to have like that cross genre when it comes to superhero. And they've they've given um, Arthur the nuance that I enjoy him having in the comics. Yeah, you know. Um, one of the things, I mean, and like thing off the top with like with Aquaman, I think it was basically because of Super Friends, he turned into like this joke where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. the dude that talks to fish and he mm-hmm. looks like goldfish. It's like, what? You know, um, and then he had a a partner, uh, Aqualad, that would say things like, uh, great guppies. <laughs> well, you know, they yeah, all got hit a, with that. There that was, was a lot of fodder you know, there. Robin, Robin was hidden. But that that was funny because because people were wondering if it was his power that made him lame. But then you have someone like Namor in the Marvel Universe who has Ooh. always been dope. Like he's always been cool. This dude who's like and because and I think it goes back to that word you said, which is nuance, where you have someone who is this king or in some cases fallen king or in some case forgotten king or some case lost king. Mm-hmm. All the variations of someone who is belongs to royalty and is for some reason either a away from it or stepping away from it there's there's a lot of baggage there and when you make him guy who talks to fish you don't (laughs) explore any of that interesting fun baggage but i guess we should start uh you know start with the the top of the deep dive and then we'll get into our thoughts and yeah and, and and feelings about aquaman aka arthur curry Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people realize um, how far deep the, you know, the rabbit hole goes with him. I mean, talking 1940s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, uh, he debuted in More Fun Comics, uh, number 73 in 1941, November of 1941. So, hey, just hit that anniversary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was like a backup feature in DC's anthology titles. And he later ended up starring in several volumes of the uh, his own comic book series. And then during the 50s and 60s superhero revival period, which, you know, is known as the Silver Age, he was a founding member of the Justice League, which is interesting because I think the, the iterations that I think of, because I was going to try and make a definitive statement, but I'm going to walk it back and make a statement that goes from my mind is I know he started one version and then the other version, the newer reboot, it was more like the flash was getting everyone together in the like, uh, what was it? DC was new 52 and the new 52 yeah, was kind of the reboot. flash who was kind of the leading one. But in a lot of iterations, I think it is Batman. Who's like, I think especially in the DC cinematic universe, it's Batman who's uh, wrangling everyone. So it's interesting because you know, you do kind of get a vibe. We're going to explore this, but you do get an interesting vibe based on who is starting the Justice League. Like when The Flash was doing it in the comics, he was kind of the 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 goofy one who was kind of just being like, come on, guys, let's just be friends. Let's, you know, you know we need to work together to save the world. And he was the heart of the Justice League. Yeah. Whereas like in the cinematic universe, it feels like Batman is 
you know, doing the tactician version of like, this is the most efficient way to handle this. This is why we got to do it. Martha, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, getting into, you know, uh, this version of the Justice League, which was a little, little hokey at first. It is interesting that Aquaman, who is like the do-gooder, do-goody guy. <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he was created by Paul Norris and Mort uh, Weisinger. Am I saying that right? Um, I read a lot of words and a lot of people's names, and I think of how it sounds in my head, and I just say it that way until somebody else corrects me. Perfect. So that's how it is. <laughs> so uh, apologies to the people that are listening to this for the pronunciations that I'm going to be doing. Yeah, and so during the late 1950s and 1960s, the superhero revival period known as the Silver Age, which we went over, I think when, yeah, in our Flash episode, um, he was the founding member of the Justice League. And then in the 1990s, modern age, writers interpreted Aquaman's character more seriously with storylines depicting the weight of his role as a king of Atlantis. Mm. Yeah, and in his 1960 original animated appearance, uh, it ended up leaving a lasting impression, which made him uh, widely recognized, which I, I think it makes sense. Oh, 90s Aquaman? Right. Uh, you say? 1960s. 1960s. Yeah. 1960s. Did I say 90s? I'm no, gonna... I heard 90s. Okay. But yeah, no. I, I the 90s. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like uh, the 1960s one um, uh, for Aquaman. Well, to know where the base mm-hmm. like came from with it, where you have uh, um, Atlanta and Tom Curry, you know, um Tom Curry's a, a you know worked at a lighthouse and um, mm-hmm. well in the original 1960s one uh, there was a woman that was lost in a hurricane on a raft and Tom Curry's the one that saves her they flipped that and you know um, in the latest one in 2011 Jeff Johns did that one Jeff Johns and I'm gonna say Ivan Reese R E I S and in that then they fall in love and you know like uh, I think a year two years go by and. She get she becomes pregnant and it's like oh but there's still something about Aqua her baby yeah. <laughs> uh, there's still something about her you know she keeps on staring at the sea what's going on and then you know baby comes along and then when they're playing one day he finds out oh Arthur can breathe underwater what the crap yeah yeah <laughs> what's going on Atlanta <laughs> yeah, whoa 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 what's happened <laughs> you know because in his early golden age appearances like you said Aquaman can breathe underwater control fish and other underwater life for up to a minute I like that there's a time <laughs> you Just only got 60 it for a seconds. minute yeah yeah after that the fish is like get, get off my neck oh, uh, no. <laughs> get off my neck that's how all fish talk by the way if you didn't know uh, <laughs> that's why we eat them yeah yeah <laughs> Get the mm, nope, get out of me. <laughs> but be mm. initially, he was depicted as speaking to sea creatures in their own language rather than telepathically, and only when they were close enough to hear him, which was generally around 20 meters. And then Aquaman's adventures took uh, place all across the world, and his base was a wrecked fishing boat kept underwater. <laughs> kind of an upgrade now yeah, yeah. in the movie from yeah. where he's he was staying now in like a kingdom as opposed to a wrecked fishing boat. <laughs> yeah, or he was originally a dude who talked to fish and lived on a boat. You know, wow. prime, prime uh-huh. dating material right there. Yeah, I mean, super friends alone when he's, the noise that he would make when yeah. he's communicating with fish, you just see the wavy lines going yeah. out into the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, um, so during his wartime adventures, most of Aquaman's foes were Nazi U-boat commanders and various Axis villains 
where he once worked with the All-Star Squadron. The rest of his adventures in the 1940s and 1950s had him dealing with various sea-based criminals. I like that, <laughs> sea-based criminals. Ariel's father, King Triton, including modern-day pirates such as longtime arch-enemy Blackjack, as well as various threats to aquatic life, shipping lanes, and sailors. You know what? They need to bring that back. I haven't seen the film. Have you gotten to see Aquaman yet? I have not. Okay. I that I would love because, you know, I want to see him battling like plastic water bottles, <laughs> uh, plastic straws, plastic bags. How about that plastic <laughs> island? Plastic well, floating, island. <laughs> that's floating in, I believe it's the Pacific. It's yeah. the Pacific or the Atlantic, and it's this giant hazard. We need Aquaman more now than ever. Well, they did have like a little stint during the BP oil spill where he like was kind of mad about it. And he was like, see, humans always messing up the ocean and stuff. And that was. <laughs> Mad corny. Uh, <laughs> but, but necessary. Yeah, but you have Black Jack, uh, which is his first, uh, you know, black uh, arch nemesis because, you know, Black Mantis is the man who uh, who he's like arch nemesis with now. Yeah, black black Jack uh, was Captain Black Jack was a modern day pirate. But like everyone, when we first said it, kind of was thinking of like. Look at me, I'm the captain now. You know, but this was this was back in the day, mm. and to them, modern day pirates were just people who dress like pirates but exist now because Captain Blackjack, these like he has like a straight up uh, what is the name of the the, the that pirate sword that you always see? A cutlass. A cutlass. Okay. Yeah. You know, but, it, but that's also, also what I'm whipping in. Wasn't there also a female? Blackjack? Yeah, the Blackjack oh, yeah. was a name used by several characters mm -hmm. in the in the DC universe. I mean, uh, uh, that happens like with uh, superheroes like yeah. across the board. Like, uh, yeah, they'll DC, switch Marvel. them up from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just think of how many Green Lanterns we have. For real. Yeah. For oh, instance. Yeah. Well, also what I like about looking through his powers and abilities, this is what I love about all the early like Silver Golden Age villains is this is usually their, they're so corny. Here's mm -hmm. Blackjack's power build. Skilled combatant, seamanship, swordsman, leadership <laughs> a word <laughs> that's, that's that's your uh <laughs> that's your power set yeah yeah that's right your there. power set right that's there you you are um what what is it you went to toastmasters that's your that's your <laughs> and that's where you got your so it started off uh i was in a radioactive spill that i narrowly avoided and walked into a toastmasters <laughs> i like the seamanship though yeah, yeah, because I, it's like is this like etiquette class for, yeah, yeah. you know, are you like high class etiquette with that seamanship? You know, all the laws of the sea, even the unwritten ones. Well, like so you can break them all. I mean, straight up, because in Blackjack's first appearance, his gang stole a yacht full of passengers and threw the ship's captain uh, at sea. And I feel like nowadays that you'd be a hero for that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, that shows you how times have changed back in the day. Eat the rich. All right. Let's keep this ball rolling. Yeah. So starting in the late 1950s. 50s, new elements to Aquaman's backstory were introduced with various new supporting characters added and several adjustments made to the character, his origins, his powers, and persona. So the first of these elements was the story Aquaman's Undersea Partner in Adventure Comics number two, two, uh, 229, October 1956, where his octopus sidekick, Topo, was first introduced. Man, they need to bring Topo back. Seriously. This and subsequent... I'm going to say that throughout the thing. They need to bring this back. <laughs> this and subsequent elements were later, after the establishment of DC's multiverse in the 1960s, attributed to the Aquaman of Earth-1. I did want to say... 
I don't know if you remember Iffy when they first tweeted out the poster for the current Aquaman film. And um, somebody had photoshopped it to look like Lisa Frank, which, listener, if you don't remember, Lisa Frank was a very big thing in the 80s and 90s of, like, those psychedelic-looking, like, teddy bears and leopards (laughs) and, yeah, leopard print pink glitter. Uh, And so someone made a bunch of dolphins, and it just looked like Lisa (laughs) Frank. And I, honest to God, thought that that was the poster, and I retweeted it. Yeah. And... Uh, was also sad that it was not, in fact, going to be him riding pink dolphins. I was like, I mean, DC's yeah, you, going for it. You were, like, genuinely hyped. Uh, because like, I was like, whoa, that's such a risk. I love it. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I want to see Jason Momoa riding rainbows. This is cool. I actually enjoy that because, you know, yeah, that Aquaman love is there. Like, that fan art love is there. And when you think about it, um, having Aquaman do something in a Lisa Frank way in any way, shape, or form, like something as a as a web video, would be like Thor doing Thor and Daryl, um, his mm-hmm. roommate Daryl. It would be like that. Yeah. So yeah. if they went that They're route, so the plushies alone. Oh yeah. A literal fish <laughs> out of water. Yeah. Then we had the Silver Age Aquaman who made his appearance in Adventure Comics number. 260 on May 1959. And you know what happened in May 1959, right? That was... No. Oh, um, how Aquaman got his powers? No, no, no. That was... I like to give little anecdotes about the time when we say them. And, And May 1959 was... After the release of some like some like it hot, it dropped that March. <laughs> also, twenty nine years before me and oh, Danny God. were born, and I gotta say, it was a great year because <laughs> Aquaman he was back better than ever, uh, and it was revealed that Aquaman was Arthur Curry, son of Tom Curry, grandfather of Tim Curry. That's no. not true. <laughs> uh, t- t- uh, which is uh, a lighthouse keeper in Atlanta a water-breathing outcast from the lost underwater city of Atlantis. That sounds too much like Atlanta. Now I'm thinking of the Atlanta-Aquaman crossover. You can can call her Atlanta. Atlanta? That might help to distinguish that between that and Atlantis. Atlanta. Um, Yeah, like with... with... See, this is that early age comics Mm -hmm. where we got real lazy with names, like Atlanta from Atlantis. Uh, (laughs) Does everyone in here know uh, Black Bolt's real name? Mm Mm-mm. Black Bolt from Marvel Comics' real name is Black Agar Boltigan. What? Love yes, it. that oh, is his man. real Did you know name. That Scoob- For the win. Do you know that Scooby Doo's real name is Scoobert? No, Scoobert. <laughs> Scoobert. I don't want to believe that. No, I was going to tweet too. Maybe I'll do it later. Scooby Doo's full name. I I made up the second part, but it should be Scoobert Dubington. Scoobit. Oh, <laughs> you 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 always every you. This isn't the first time you told me that, and it still makes me laugh because the last time you said Scoobert Dubert and I- Scoobert. Dubington. Oh, my um, God. Arthur yeah. decided to use his talents to become the defender of the Earth's oceans. It's a noble cause. It was later revealed that he had, in his youth, adventured as Aqua Boy mm. and on occasion met Superboy, Earth's only other publicly active superpowered hero at the time. When Arthur grew up, he called himself Aquaman. He, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not a boy, not his own man. Name. This seems like mixed up because, I mean, is this a, this is where we lean to uh, Marquia, who is an expert in, uh, in DC. <laughs> so is this Superboy the Superboy that we know today or is this an earlier? You mean like uh, the Teen Titan Superboy where he's a clone yeah, where he of actual a, yeah. Superman? 
for this Silver Age um, Superboy, I don't believe that it okay. is. Yeah, it's from the. Is it the same? Is it the same one with a clone background for Superman? Because I know that for later on, I believe this is different. Yeah, this is I'm, from, I'm. I I think with oh, this. No, you're right. Is uh, it? Okay, it's You're just right. Superman and his preteen. Yeah, exactly. Teenagers. Yeah, he was super boy. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, yeah. so yeah, I mean, you have to think back. It was a simpler time yeah. in the Silver Age comics, so it's like somebody is younger, they'll be called yeah. Superboy, and then they'll if he, grow uh, into. Yeah, this is a different one. He does not look like a boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, in the I things, mean, he look at this, Marquia. Yeah. Look, it says 16th birthday. That yeah. man is hardcore. 25 years. Yeah, old. <laughs> like he is. He is Lizzie McGuire. 16. Yeah, <laughs> that's he a, is. Like, that's a Channing dude. Tatum in yeah. um, what was the one? She He's the man. Yeah, Channing Tatum in that. Where you're, yeah. He's yeah. Um, I mean, you know, a full-grown man. One would think that um, with that kind of mentality that if uh, Bruce Wayne had taken on the cowl, you know, at an earlier age as opposed to like training to get ready for to take on Gotham, he might have been Bat Boy. Bat yeah. Boy. And then eventually been Batman. Yeah. But um, that's so interesting. Because yeah. that's close to what I call Superman if whenever he walks out the house wearing something uh, weird. I'm like, Superboy! Uh. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that's uh, really great about um, Aquaman um, that I feel that people don't people don't realize because they think, uh, oh, it's the guy that talks to fish kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, his rogues gallery is uh, pretty impressive. I mean, this dude stabbed Darkseid in the eye with his trident. Aquaman did that. You know, that and... and like some of his other rogues, like for instance, with like continuing with Silver Age with um Atlana, she yes was an exiled queen. There was this whole thing where she, okay, with Silver Age, it's like ugh, comics are a hell of a drug. It, there's so much. Okay, so she was exiled. She had um, Arthur on land. Um, knew that she couldn't bring him back with her. She did go back where then she was forced. Forced it was politics by the people to then marry another suitor where she then had another baby, Orm, Ocean Master, and one of the, between that, him and Black Manta, I think are like the strongest, my favorite supervillains for Aquaman. Yeah. So it's good to know that that happened back when. Yeah, it says here, Orm disappeared after becoming an amnesiac and would resurface years later as Aquaman's nemesis, Ocean Master. Yeah. yeah, but I think in I think in Silver Age it was like reverse where I think Orm was on the sea, uh, not on the sea, on land. I think it was like that. But yeah, there are so many like this has been redone so oh, many yeah. times. I will say here's my my thing on Black Manta is he's the only time in Silver Age DC that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you called him Black Manta because because when he pops off the helmet and he is black I'm like oh I didn't know thanks for putting it in your name bro like you don't need it for black lightning I see just be lightning my guy you know yeah it's interesting <laughs> you know? it was like with um instance Marvel where they do Black Mariah yeah. for um Luke Cage mm-hmm. it's like you don't you don't have to do that yeah, yeah. you can just call her Strong Mariah or yeah. you know Kick Ass yeah. Mariah but also Black Manta is way harder than like Manta, mm. but like lightning, that's like, ooh, that's a good name. You, yeah, he could have been, he been like Death Manta or yeah. something. Uh, no, but I like Black Manta because he's <laughs> like, nah, just so you know. So you know who I am under this mask? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so during this time, Aquaman's ability to talk with fish eventually expanded to mm. full-fledged telepathic communication with sea creatures, even from great distances. He also retroactively developed a specific weakness akin to Superman's uh, vulnerability to kryptonite. Uh, kind of interesting that they kind of 
Akira Toriyama this where it was yeah. like going back retroactively oh, yeah. like oh by the way he also uh he, he's allergic to this uh so Aquaman had to come into contact with water at least once per hour or he would die <laughs> prior to this story Aquaman could exist both in and out of water indefinitely which I think our current Aquaman is like that yeah yeah I mean well, I feel as like as far as I can gather with what they're going for mm-hmm. with it I feel like that was just silly <laughs> like adding that ability they Seems like a retcon. would you rather yeah. kind of a thing. They don't want to make him too OP. But he wasn't. <laughs> it's not like I can see if his power set, because you have someone like Namor who, you know, this comparison is always going to be coming up because that was Marvel's Aquaman. Yeah, he was super, the first one. Yeah, actually. he had super strength, uh, you know, outside. And he was what, sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, that dude. Essentially, it's just like an arrogant. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, and then and then you have Arthur Curry, who's he's a good guy. Yeah. Good guy, but he's a king. Yeah. And he's had to make a lot of really tough decisions. Like what I'm really interested in with with this movie and like what you can read in the comics, what depending on who who you're going, like Peter David's Aquaman, that's a whole different kind of Aquaman than a Jeff Johns Aquaman, for instance, or um Paul Norris and Weisinger. Mm-hmm. So with it, I, w- I would like for them to do it where they do comedic nuance and like building this world like, for instance, Marvel did with Black Panther, because you have that with Aquaman. He is a king of the sea, that uh, of the ocean, two thirds of the earth, you know, right there. He has control over that. Yeah. And there's this whole culture and everything that happens underneath there. I think what people don't realize is like, it's kind of like what they did with um, Black Panther, where it's like, he has Wakanda in his own culture, but he spent a whole lot of time in America and in other places, you know, traveling with the Avengers. And with Arthur Curry, he spends a whole lot of time, you know, oh, in America, yeah. traveling, you know, with the Justice League and saving uh, everything like that. So. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what was cool that was explored. So, oh man, I feel like we're talking so deep in comics. Luckily, with Aquaman, it's pretty much like he's pretty much stayed the same for the most part. You know, he'll lose an arm here or there, but like <laughs> his uh, attitude yeah, in the nineties, yeah, totally changed. <laughs> yeah, but Peter like, David's yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. But he's he's generally like king of the Atlantis, same same person the same way through. Unlike mm-hmm. you know you have Batman who has tons of retcons. He ended up having a son, and then his son got killed, then his son got back. And then you have like Flash, where there's like three, four, five different flashes. If you go back and listen to that episode, same thing with Green Lantern. Aquaman was pretty untouched, so we get to be done for the most part. We'll go into his powers and abilities, but we get to be done with most of the history of it. You know, we we could if we wanted to talk about like the big moments, but I look, if if I'm being off rip and there's going to be some Aquaman has who come come at me. Like <laughs> there's nothing and you can you can let me know and of course we'll always blast you and retweet you if you have like historic Aquaman moments like from there's one. Ooh, I was there gonna was talk about mine because I got I got yeah, one. We might have that, the same one. I think we'll see. Oh my gosh, yes, we will see right after these messages. Oh, you doing that now? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends, we're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and we are back. So I am going to, I don't think you guys actually are talking about the same moment, but um, since Marquia is our guest, I'm going to start with her of just, come on. Wow. Marquia, what is the big moment for you that really stands out with Aquaman? Uh, Well, talking, you know, back in the 70s, like that Aquaman, not um, the 2011 um, and on Aquaman, which I feel is a... It's a whole different kind of Aquaman. It's got a different kind of feel, and I really enjoy what is happening, especially with what they're doing now with Drowned Earth, uh, James Tynan Jr., the fourth. I I can't say enough about that. It's it's epic. But for, like, in the 70s, my moment is uh, Dark Destiny, Deadly Dreams, where, okay, so um, Aquaman had kind of been um, on hiatus before that, and then he comes back, and they're like, oh, "Okay, so we're gonna do this storyline. It's this is gonna this is gonna be great. It's uh good for the fans. He's backed by popular demand. It's gonna bring in some more fans. And the and the whole thing of it is like, okay, so Aquaman is married to Mira, and they have a baby, Arthur Junior. So Aqua Baby, actually, love it. Yeah, and you know things are going good. You know, still is politics. You know, Atlantis and such and such." And he also has uh, Aqualad. Aqualad is uh, there then Garth. Is this black Aqualad? It is not. Okay. Yeah. I guess we can get into that too. (laughs) It is is the same Aqualad that becomes a founding member of Teen Titans though. But yeah. But this one like goes and trains in Scotland and all this other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But in this major storyline where they do like Black Manta – comes after Aquaman and um, he gets a hold of Aquaman by getting a hold of Aqua Baby. And Aqua Baby can't breathe oxygen. Mm-hmm. Like he can only live under the water. So he traps him in this like in this sphere and then he slowly fills it with oxygen. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. I remember this story. Yeah. yeah. So do you want me to tell you what happens or do you yeah. want to yeah, just you read it yourself? It. No, it came out. I mean, so uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's like 77. So Black Manta's terms are, hey, I'm going to kill your son or you can kill Aqualad. So, and then Aqualad's like, ha, 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 that's not going to oof. <laughs> and Aquaman, like, goes to town, yeah. and he's like, I'm sorry, Minnow. <laughs> you know, this is going to have to happen. Um, so he's he's battling with Aqualad, and, you know, long story short, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, were we in time to, you know, save Arthur Jr.? And then you have this panel, like this picture, where they're just holding the body and no. <gasps> oh my god. They literally brought back Aquaman so and in this storyline they killed both. Aqua Baby. Yeah. So Damn. Yeah. Oh, that was actually Damn. Yeah, I totally Was that forgot. your moment? That wasn't of, my moment. It's that reminds such me a of the mist. Didn't that happen some not like That's the, the ultimate the, yeah. revenge. Like where the kid died to well, like, in the mist he kills, he kills everyone. Him, and then like but there was himself. help coming right then right after he kills because oh. because he like he kills everyone yeah he's about to kill himself there's not a bullet left and then that's when the help comes through the mess yeah yeah oh yeah it's, break it's, my heart. it's always that's like yeah. tw- that's like something that twilight like rod serling does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like twilight's own black mirror oh, yeah. crap well that um, was stephen king so you know he was ready to do yeah so my moment is a lot lighter uh, than that. Because that moment is a moment no, that shows deep. true anguish. And I remember that yeah. one. That is like the moment. And everyone that you, you anyone who who reads comics and has read a lot of comics and you and ask you, that will be the Aquaman story that they'll tell you to check out. <laughs> my story was one that was like, oh, Aquaman can be cool, but it didn't, it technically never, it happened, but it doesn't exist and it was during flashpoint well oh, while flashpoint okay. happened there was a real cool this is one of the only times i went around buying so okay uh, i think i've explained crossover events in comics and crossover events are an event that is so large it's happening over multiple comic books and there's usually one main story book that you can copy uh and normally i just read the main story book you, you ain't gonna get me comics pl- publisher <laughs> now nah, i'm only picking my mains <laughs> and the and the arc so if it happens in the books i'm already getting then i'm reading it but besides that i'm not going around and except they did one which one was it where it was hopping from book to book and i was pissed uh <laughs> so Flashpoint, they did this cool thing. So what what happened in Flashpoint? And I felt they were going to do this with the movie. Now it seems like they're not. The Flash was fighting the reverse Flash and went back in time, messed up the storyline, and it caused a, a moment called the Flashpoint that yep. and and uh and it like shifted timelines and you know this created new timelines and so all the books changed into these new timeline books. Uh, uh, Deathstroke had a real dope one that was him as a pirate and uh, the Aquaman. And in this universe, I think uh, Bruce Wayne was dead and his father was Batman, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Super- Wayne. Yeah. Superman mm-hmm. was being kept from sunlight and uh, he was a he was a being held by the government under experiment experiment and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Mira were at war. <laughs> there was a world war where like Wonder Woman was commanding all the Amazonians and they were trying to conquer the world. And, and it was so hardcore. Like just to see like, you know, 
Aquaman like, yo, it's it's going down. And just like seeing that side of him. And I really started falling in love with Mira around that era too because during like the Darkest Night stuff, she got the Rage oh, Ring. And like God. Rage Mira, I still have that action figure at home. It's such a cool, cool Mira because like she does, it, it kind of like, it was a cool way for them to address kind of the baggage that she is dealt with but they never get to talk about because it's Aquaman's book. And she kind of had the rage of, you know, losing her throne. Like, not her throne, but she lost a lot. It's like losing a way of life. It's yeah. Like, it's like, um, it's not necessarily lifestyle. It's like losing the stuff that you self-identify with. Yeah. And then having that just ripped away. Mm-hmm. And then all that Black Lantern stuff. And oh, then, yeah. And oh, so my God. She was and, um, so dope as a Red Lantern. Yeah. Necron. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was oh. so good. Oh. I need to go back and read that. I know this was so well yeah. worth a reread. Yeah, if you if if you ever want to read any uh, DC full, like if you just want to look at crossover arcs, Ooh. obviously it's going to be um, what's the one? You know the one I'm thinking. Um, about. you're thinking Final Dark Crisis. Knight. Oh, oh, Final Crisis. Yeah, yeah, you're going to want to read Dark Final Knight, Crisis. Um, Metal. Yeah, Dark um, Knight Metal. Oh, that's the current running one. Yeah, uh, everyone's been talking about that. It's amazing. It okay. really is. There's there's dark dark days and dark night. I, I'm hoping that I'm saying it right. Metal. If somebody wants to bring that up, so I make sure. Um, I've read through. Uh, Danny, this is another thing that I read the second half of. Gosh, you're so crazy. <laughs> Instead of the first half, I will go back and read the first half, um, which is um, dark day metal, and this is dark night metal. Feel free to correct me if I got that wrong. But like for instance, um, they have different Batman, <laughs> like uh, from different alternate, you know, the dimensions, different dimensional Batmans. Like there's the Batman who laughs. It's a Batman who went the way of the Joker. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is terrifying. Um, and I love that cosplay so hard. There were so many there. And for talking about like what you were saying, Ify, mm-hmm. that is well worth a dive into. In fact, um, Sam Humphreys from DC Daily has written one of the Batman so, really? Oh, yeah. Nice. I will, because uh, someone literally last week, uh, I forget, I, I wonder if it was after the episode, mentioned that we should uh, read it. And It is good. Well, the, the latter half that I read, I need to go back <laughs> and see where everything started. So I just wanted to talk about some of Aquaman's uh, abilities before we fully before we move on to uh, other other elements of his comics and then eventually the film. Yeah, he's yeah. surprisingly OP. He is. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's why they made, so that's why they made that, a couple of those changes in uh, some of the comics where he needed to have water or needed to be around water every hour. Um, they also removed, there was one comic where they removed his ability to talk to fish. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Danny, but I found it. It was Infinite Content Soul Brother. He sent me this picture. And this is from. Uh, yes. <laughs> She's Duh. looking at the Batman who, yeah. who laughs. Yeah. Oh, it's he's gnarly. There, uh, There is one storyline in, in this metal series where mm-hmm. just after the metal series, it's actually, I'm sorry, it's not the Incredibles. It's the, in any case, I'll, I'll remember it in a second. But they have Lex Luthor trap the Batman who laughs. And then he also, as part of his like little cabal, he grabs Joker and all of them because he's trying to, I, I don't want to give away what he's trying to get, mm-hmm. but he puts him like in this, this like four layers of things to wrap him in the cell. And Joker's like, no, he's there because he wants to be there. This is not a good idea. 
<laughs> and this is like the Joker Joker, not like another The dimension. Joker Joker, yeah. <laughs> so the Joker's like literally helping out. In the, oh my gosh, I got to read that. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to Powers of Ability before we go on this huge Yeah, thing. so he has ability to breathe underwater and possesses a superhuman physique strong enough to withstand attacks from superhuman opponents and resist machine gun fire. Uh, <laughs> Wait, he can what? swim. Yep. Yeah, because he of can... his density. Because oh. he, he basically, he you know, do you even lift, bro? But under the sea. You know, there was another hero who had the power to control their density, uh, who existed. Nobody in the is going to get this reference. Uh, and his name was DK Unaka from Valiant Vanquished. Uh, uh, there was a character Noah who had a crush on him, and it was it was, real, it was real. It was real. It was this is good. the most meta inside joke. <laughs> But um, the ones who get it will love it. They'll love it. He can swim at very high speeds, capable of reaching speeds of 3,000 meters per second. Damn. Mm. And can swim up Niagara Falls. He can see in near total darkness and has enhanced hearing, granting limited sonar. Yeah, he's like he's like a bat. He has more <laughs> bat-like powers than Batman. Although Aquaman can remain underwater indefinitely now without <laughs> suffering any ill effects, he grows weak if he remains on land for extended periods. They need to get this straight. They, <laughs> this keeps going back and forth. Yeah, uh, they keep on changing it. There's so many different versions. However, when Batman invented Aquaman's water suit, he was able to walk on land for an indefinite amount of time and was no longer vulnerable to a dehumidifier. This weakness was later removed from continuity in 2011. Uh, they're just kind of messing around. You know, he can't be too, uh, he can't be too OP, uh, establishing that he grew up on land before learning of his Atlantean heritage, but he still runs the risk of dying by dehydration within incredible. I love that. <laughs> I love that he's like one of the strongest men ever and he mm. can die from dehydration. He's just like a regular human. Yeah. Seems like he just, uh, and he's also as thirsty as the dudes in your comments. Uh, oh, Lord, iffy. You know our friend Nick Ross, who was mm -hmm. on our show? Um, he has a really funny tweet about how humans are like, how we're the top of the food chain that can also die from a plastic bag. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, no matter yeah. how strong you are, if you have a plastic bag over your head for like 30 seconds, you're, you're, you're dead. dead. Yeah. No matter how strong you are, you can't hold a glass of water um, in your hand straight out to your side. For longer than I think it was a minute. What was it a minute to, or maybe it was three minutes, something like that? Because like, there's something about there's something about the way that your muscles are in your arm that oh. you just you no matter how strong you are, you physically can't do it. Wow. What about yeah. people that hold weights and do that? But they're not like holding it for you know three forever. minutes. Hmm. Let's see if the Rock is. I feel like he has. <laughs> uh. So maybe it was seven minutes. Before we hop minutes. into the new fifty two. Marquia, can you explain to people what the new 52 was in DC? Because it's not just Aquaman. It affected know, it was all like, their comics. Oh, so many. Like um, the Harlequin that people knew, like, uh, well, she was originally Batman, the animated series, BTAS. She didn't exist in comics. So then after having her in there, she then, you know, existed in comics in a certain way. And then she was, uh, and that's the the full Harlequin outfit that people see mainly at Comic Cons, where mm -hmm. you see where she's um, I believe it's like half black, half red, um, type of things like a full outfit. Very, it's like it looks like it's painted on, looks like body paint kind of a thing. Giant hammer, um, and that's you know the Harlequin that started off in BTAS. Um, when like for instance, I'm just using this as a character for instance, and in the New Fifty Two hit, that's when she really became. The Harlequin that you see now with like Suicide Squad, where you have like the candy colored hair and the bat um, pudding necklace kind of a thing where it's like really doubling down on the relationship um, between her and Joker 
you know, in the toxic way that we recognize that it is um, kind of a thing. So like, yeah, the new 52 is kind of like just basically, you know, things have to shake up every now and again. And some (laughs) it happens. It tends to happen a lot sometimes um, too much that people think. But with the new 52 or the rebirth, they took a lot of characters that people had. They might have stagnated a little bit and then they just revitalized them in a different way. Not a lot of people agree with on this. Uh, they're on the same page with all of the characters. Like some people are not a fan of the new Harlequin as opposed to um, a classic Harley. And then other people are like, no, no, she's definitely, you know, there's a lot more that we can do with that. Plus, we have movies now, you know, Bird of Prey and so on and so forth. So, you know, mixed bag, whatever. It's here to stay for right now. It's seven years old. And so far... It's going on. It's continuing. They haven't had to reshake things up too much. So Yeah, so the New 52 was the 2011 revamp and relaunch of DC Comics of its entire line of ongoing monthly superhero comic books. So this was following the conclusion of the Flashpoint crossover, which if you talked about, DC canceled all of its existing titles, debuted a New 52 series um, in September of 2011, And I think we have a quote from Jeff Johns here. So this is from an IGN interview with Jeff Johns in 2011 around the New 52 uh, number one issue being released. As part of the New 52, DC's 2011 relaunch of their entire superhero line, Jeff Johns, Ivan Rice, and Joe Prado served as the initial creative team of the company's new Aquaman series. So the first issue was released in September of 2011. The three creators remain on the title for the first 16 issues. That subsequently led to the first continual Aquaman-related crossover known as Throne of Atlantis. Aquaman now struggles with his lack of reputation with the greater public, which views him as a lesser metahuman. This is like a going joke that I've seen in the comics of them kind of like the public making fun of Aquaman. Yeah, a thing that I enjoy about Aquaman, and they even uh, Jeff Johns addresses it really well um, in like re envisioning um, Aquaman. I like um, volume seven, number one, The Trench. Um, but with this, like for instance, there's a scene where he is sitting in a restaurant and everybody's like, what? Are you, what? You're, you're that dude. You're the dude that talks to fish. And it's like, I do not yeah, talk, talk to, to fish. fish. And it's, yeah. And he even goes into it where it's like, a, it's part of him stimulating the cerebellum and, and compelling, oh. compelling um, sea creatures to then do what he wants, to heed what he wants, to make it into an instinct for the creature so it's not out of, you know, it's not out of the step of life for them. So it's not him telepathically being like, hey, so what are you doing Wednesday? My schedule's clear kind of yeah. a thing. But going back to what you were saying with Aquaman, where he is, people make fun of him, you know. I like that about him. I like that he's in the classic outfit. Not everybody agrees with this, but it's like, because he is, he's a decent person. He's a good guy. With this Aquaman, he does have a lot of the personality traits of like the 90s Aquaman but enough that also balances it out that he's a mature individual that puts up with people making fun of him he makes it okay to be Mm -hmm. who he Mm -hmm. is he normalizes being authentically you and that's one of the things that I really love about that that's why I like that they have Jason Momoa being Aquaman because can you picture anybody just anybody else being totally chill with being themselves no matter what anybody else says and still being able to like lay down the law 
but with a gentle hand if need be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that they picked him. I was going to say in this IGN interview, uh, the reporter said who was he was always one of the least interesting characters in the DCU. For me, that changed in Brightest Day. What is it about the character that makes him so attractive to you? And Jeff John said that he's the underdog. And then the IGN reporter said, how do you see his relationship to the rest of the DC universe? And Jeff John said, it's very clear in issue number one what his relationship is to the rest of the world. I think he's underestimated by everybody, both inside and outside of the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the rebirth, he is... Uh, once again, a founding member of the Justice League and is the main member of the team. That's a huge thing, too, like being one of the main forefront members. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's not there, you know, for, you know, the popcorn or, yeah. you know, for what whatever they have in catering. No, it's not that. He's there because he is abnormally strong with this with this dense strength. He's able to leap so high. It's as if he's flying. He has a type of sonar. He has a trident that was, uh, you know, passed down from the first king of uh, Atlantis. I forget if in the New 52, if they keep that particular. No, no, actually, they changed that up because his his trident is one of seven artifacts. It's like it's some serious power, some serious legacy that we're talking about with this. And he can you can't drown him. He breathes underwater and he's a king with a king's resources, with a queen, Mira, who is amazing in her own right i like like with um the new 52 they up the stakes with like orm and black manta who i talked about before you can tell a lot from their hero by the villains that they fight what i like for instance about orm and what they did with that is that you identify with orm because he's he's basically like because they have the the deluge where it's like this hierarchy system that's in in atlantis and there's um these um they call themselves bottom dwellers like it's not a derogatory term um with them and it's like they are they're all pure they're like pure about atlantis there's no point in going into like um on the land and with orm his whole thing is like they're polluting us they're one third of the planet and they're killing us all let's just get rid of them let's just drown them all let's do this yeah and you kind of see where he's coming from Mm -hmm. and you also see why he's kind of but he's also he's also a half brother of authors uh arthur so you can't just kill him so yeah well, that's, I mean, that's the recipe for any good villain is uh, one that you can see where they're coming from. Mm. They might not be going about it the right way, but you definitely see where they're coming from because it seems less cartoonish when you have a villain that you can reason with when you're like, I see why you're mad. You This just isn't the way to handle this. Mm-hmm. I want to say, so we are going to actually hop into the future of Aquaman and his movie right after these messages. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late everyone, there was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one dad. (sighs) 
Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. we're back and before we hop into the film we're going to talk about a couple of other Aquaman films uh one of them actually not a film is the animated series I don't know if you know this Ify but Aquaman is a filmation animated series that premiered on CBS on September 9th 1967 and ended June 1970 it's a 30 minute version of the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure and it was repackaged without the Superman and Superboy segments I love that they kept Superboy in there um. Yeah, so there were 36 Aquaman segments produced for that, plus 18 segments featuring other superheroes. Oh, man. Just speaking of Aqua's shows you may not know about, were you aware of the Aquaman pilot that dropped in 2007? Wait, so like it aired? So what happened was the Aquaman pilot, they were expecting it to debut on the fall schedule of 2006, but uh, they also had a merger with WB and UPN, which is what created the CW network. So it was supposed to be for the WB during like Smallville's, you know, huge boom. But when it turned into the CW, they opted not to buy the series and they passed on the pilot. But... They did make the pilot available online, which is cool because that normally doesn't happen. It just disappears. And Aquaman was played, curiously enough, by the person who played Oliver Queen in Green Arrow in Smallville, which was the actor Justin Hartley. Uh, So that would have been weird anyway. (laughs) Which came first? Let's see. Interesting crossover. I did want to say for the Aquaman, the animated series, those episodes have been seen as part of Cartoon Network's Boomerang and then in October of 2007, Warner Home Video released The Adventures of Aquaman, the complete collection on DVD. Wow. So, which was a two disc set, features all 36 Aquaman segments from the series and was presented in its original uncat broadcast presentation and original air day. I wonder if you're an Aquaman fan at home, let us know if you have those. An Aquaman. Really, wow. <laughs> Let us know if you have those. It also had a little featurette called Aquaman, the Sovereign of the Seas. Mm. which explores Aquaman's depiction in various media and how his character and superhero capabilities have progressed over the years. Also, his animation has changed as he's been in different Justice League animated ones. But uh, the film, the film that's coming up, Marquia, have you enjoyed? So Aquaman was first introduced, or our current Jason Momoa run of Aquaman was first introduced in Justice League, which I weirdly forgot. If you remember when we were talking about Justice League on this podcast, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we had the introduction of Flash and uh, Cyborg, and everyone's like, and also Aquaman. But it's so <laughs> funny because Jason Momoa's just been like in the zeitgeist so much that I yeah. forgot that that was his first introduction. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we knew him as Aquaman for, for a, so when long. it was first announced, yeah. and like Jason Momoa himself just being a part of, you know, the nerd 
fan base with Game of Thrones and everything else he's been in that and then when it was announced that he was already getting his own film it just kind of he just felt like he was already in there with them um but yeah so Marquia what has been your take on on his Aquaman uh I enjoy it I think it's a I think Jason Momoa well when it clicks it clicks and definitely does with him I think he's a really good balance of it feels like there's like two extremes that it comes with um Aquaman you know you like you have um the, the type of Aquaman where it's like, yes, and the goldfish-inspired, you know, classic suit and um, flying around trying to do the right thing, being stalwart, you know, type of goodie, but still being him, you know, nerdy him. Um, and then you have the other one that you have, like, in the from the 90s, like I said, uh, Peter David's um, Aquaman, where it's like, hook for hands right we didn't even mention his hook i mean yeah yeah where he 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 loses that his harpoon yeah uh, or harpoon hand harpoon hand that wasn't that wasn't his first one like um the lady of the lake gives him um a magic hand yeah there's uh he also has his hand eaten do you remember when he put it in the piranhas well he didn't put it there well yeah well he lost his um his ability ability to, to Talk to the fish. We're on the same page. Yeah. And then it's <laughs> like there. the piranha took the hands. Yeah. And he was just off to the races. No more pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Now it was like the long grizzled adventurer, you know, um, you know, kill you before you kill anybody in my city type of a thing. And I think Jason Momoa is a really great balance of the both of those where you have like that long hair, that physique, um, which Aquaman always had a type of physique. But, you know. It's it's a mentality and the way that you carry yourself. Yeah. And then still being definitely being the type of dude where it's like, yeah, he would play, you know, tea party with his daughter right. kind of a thing. So I, I love that they have this casting for him for Aquaman because we're I think that we're going to see him lethal. We're going to see him vulnerable. Um, we're going to see him funny and we're going to yeah. see him kill. Right. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I loved his comedic moments. He definitely adds that like the humor and comedy to the Justice League. Yeah. Uh, I was He's gonna a great s- casting for the balance. Yeah, for real. I was going to say, so the development of the Aquaman film began back in 2004 with several plans falling apart throughout the years. And then eventually James Wan signed on as director in April of 2015. It's taken a while for them to get the Aquaman film. Well, you know, there were some ups and downs <laughs> that yeah. happened with things. So I could see why they would be cautious. Oh, yeah. I am... Very happy with the direction that they're going with things, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the way that DC's going, I could see Flashpoint being a real possibility, for Dang. instance. Yeah. And that would be, I think, by then, when that does happen, if it does happen, the public would be ready for it. You know, with the post, um, post-Metal post series, post-1984 Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, and so on and so forth. It's like, at a, you know, they would trust... And be able to expand on the worlds that they are creating. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like Slash Film, um, because we were talking about some of what the critics have said, said Aquaman is better than expected, feels like a Marvel phase one movie in a good way. It's at its best when it's having fun and not taking itself too seriously. Eric Davis of Fandango said... Aquaman is a most ambitious DC movie to date, a big, sprawling visual spectacle that is gorgeous, crazy stuff with terrific action and a lot of fun to watch. It's crazy. Yeah. Looks like it's uh, going to be a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, something that, that I also like about Jason Momoa is like you could totally see him riding a big seahorse mm-hmm. like and being and making it look cool. 
Uh, and then also him stabbing Darkseid in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. He's all those things. Mm-hmm. He's he's the rock when he, he's like boxing. And he's also the rock when I follow him on Instagram and he's letting his daughter paint his nails. So yeah. that is um, <laughs> Ben's Aquaman. You're getting that uh, Dwayne Johnson content. Huh? You know, I enjoy his Instagram feed. Him, Will Smith, like all of the <laughs> all, all motivational. Of, all of the, the buff dads, huh? Buff dads. Buff daddies. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for Aquaman. I think if you uh, haven't seen that CW ad, it'll be in the footnotes. It's uh, quite a treat, and by a treat, I mean it's horrible. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, where can people find you, Marky? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Markia McCarty. That's M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Also, I do fangirling with uh, Danny, Miss Danny Fernandez. And uh, you can, there's new episodes of that every Thursday. You can see that on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash watch fangirling. I also do Ask Your Black Geek Friend uh, for Geek and Sundry. And that is a monthly show we've just wrapped for this year. So uh, check that back out in January unless you have Alpha. And then please, you know, watch some of our shows there. And yeah, that covers the, um, the mainly geek and comic book and movie stuff that I'm doing right now. Yay. Ooh. Uh, and I am oh in DC Universe. Yeah, that one show <laughs> that we one brought show. you on for exactly. Um, so yeah, if you have DC Universe, and I do recommend the subscription. It's it's comic book movies. I mean, I go down so many rabbit holes with it. It's so great. Um, I'm on DC Daily. I'm one of the hosts there that you'll see, and that show is uh, Monday through Fridays. Yeah, and you know me. Uh, you can find me. Uh, if you wide away, I F Y N W A D I W E on Twitter and Instagram. If these on Twitch, y'all really came through nerf. I'm hanging out mostly because Danny RT'd it. A lot of y'all made Aww. that a point. It was like, we came here cause of Danny. Aww. Cool. I'm going to pop uh, in more. Mm-hmm. Wait, and, no, not on your Twitch stream. Oh, oh, yeah. so, oh you're not going to come. Okay. <laughs> no, Danny I'll come over. Hard if he against... invite me over to your house, I will eat your food and play with your daughter. <laughs> Uh, but also, yeah, come in the Discord. That's what she was uh, talking about. Discord.gg slash Salt Squad. And make sure you get that gear from T Public. Tpublic.com slash Nerdificent. We got lots of dope gear there. Uh, you know, you were able during the Black Friday to snag that uh, Nerd Prem hoodie or shirt if you wanted to. If you missed it, you missed it. But there's lots of other dope stuff you can grab. I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez, and uh, we've been doing a lot of giveaways, so follow us on Twitter, because dang, we did a Doctor Who giveaway, we did a, what did we have before, uh, we did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer giveaway, uh, we have more giveaways coming up, I believe we have a Miles Morales giveaway coming up, wow. so um, just check out our Twitter, because we are, we've been giving the love back to y'all for listening, Um Again, if you are an Aquaman fan and you have a comic that you love that we missed or a certain moment that that we missed, uh, please let us know kindly uh, or any of your fun Aquaman facts. Uh, We will definitely be checking back in with this gentleman after the movie. So, yeah. But for now, this was a good intro to our... Our water boy. Yeah. Our our water water king. (laughs) Our water king. Our agua senor. Um, (laughs) And I think as always, stay nerdy. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith 
You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.